So how early do you get up? Do you want to say that early? I mean, I get up. I wake up early anyway. Like I'll be awake at eight o'clock or seven thirty or oh whatever. But I don't leave the house with a farmer's market until like ten thirty. Oh God! What's even the point of a weekend? Uh, we just have such different views on what a weekend is for, <laughs> Jeremiah. Yeah, I guess so. Imagine in the year 2017, the not-so-distant future, you can control your lighting, your blinds, your audio system with an app on your cell phone. These things are already happening in homes all over the place, so we're told. Uh, they're called <laughs> smart homes, and uh, they rely on uh, all kinds of cool tech and things to do to automate parts of your home that normally you would have had to control by manually flipping a switch with your fingers. And who has time for that? Yeah, now you want to manually <laughs> push something on your phone. Uh, and it's better. Today we're talking with uh, the news editor at our sister site, The Verge. His name is Jake Kastronakis, and he's going to be explaining smart homes and home tech to us. So we're going to talk to him all about what kinds of things people want to have in their homes, what kinds of things they do have in their homes, and where it's all going. All right. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us about home tech. Thank you for having me. Um, we're very excited to have you um, and try to help us like break this down a bit because <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of it. Um, so just to start, how would you explain what a smart home is to, say, Jeremiah's 85-year-old grandmother, if you had to put it in the simplest terms? I'll be, I'll be playing the part of my grandmother <laughs> well, in this a, conversation. It's a pleasure to meet you, um, Ms. What? Jeremiah. Right, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say what 10 times, but uh, yeah. Very so. Daniel Day-Lewis of you. Yes. <laughs> very method. All right, yeah, but smart homes. So the smart home is basically, it's taking all of the different appliances in your home, the every, everything from the oven to your sink to your light bulbs, and making them all kind of talk to each other so that your house can intelligently do things for you. So that when it gets cold, things will automatically, you know, the heat will turn up and your pipes will make sure they stay warm. When it's night out, your lights will automatically turn on. And there are already some of these things that happen already because you've programmed the heater to turn on when it gets cold but imagine if the heater can also pay attention to what's happening to the electricity grid and try to turn on only when it's going to save you money um, or if the heater actually knew that you weren't home and so it doesn't turn on one night and the heater knows that you're coming home early one day so it does turn on and it makes the house warmer so it's basically just trying to make your life easier by making you not have to do every single push of the button throughout your home. Yeah, so automating things that you would want to happen anyway. Exactly. Right. Does Granny get that? Do I, she doesn't, but I do. <laughs> okay, I'm, okay yeah, great. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's. I think people think of the smart home and they think of the Jetsons almost immediately. It's like all of those. It's crazy. Some of the things from the Jetsons have definitely happened. Video conferencing, like FaceTime mm -hmm. is real, you know. But there are other things like... The the thing that got me when I was a kid was the automated dressing. Like you would like choose your outfit from a from a panel, and then you would step in, and the robots would just like drop the outfit on your head. Like mm, that doesn't happen quite yet. We need like um, custom tailored clothing for that. Right. Hey, maybe there's a tailor butt in your smart home <laughs> when you're a Jetson. Who knows? We do have tailors, so we're we're <laughs> exactly. halfway there. Exactly. Uh, my question about the smart homes is, I feel like we come across a lot of. Uh, a lot of like sort of theoretical smart home things mm -hmm. where it's like people are developing a way that it could do i can't i can't think of an example um but i never i feel like i never actually see them in houses that we see uh are there like a lot of these out there or is it a lot of like people kind of talking about doing it yeah i mean that's a really fair assessment i think a lot of it is talk and 
I think it's weird because we say the smart home and you're like, oh, the entire home is connected and brilliant, but that's absolutely not the case right now. The reality is that it's this sort of piecemeal thing where maybe someone will go, you know, it'd be cool if just the lights in my bedroom or my living room could automatically turn on and off. And so you buy four smart light bulbs and then you really like those. And so you get four more and then you're like, wow, this is pretty neat. What if I could also connect my door lock? And so you add these things on one by one by one and slowly you build up a slightly more intelligent home. But even so, this is still really niche. You kind of have to be pretty nerdy to get into this right now. And it's getting easier, but for the most part, this is not widespread right now. And I think there are probably very few instances where you have a fully automated smart home. Mm. What do you think some of the barriers to entry are for like normal folks who are not super into technology? I mean, it's just really nerdy. So you can't just go out and buy a smart light bulb for the most part. You have to first buy a smart home hub and that's a big investment, number one. Mm -hmm. And then you have to make sure that you get the right set of light bulbs that work with that specific hub. And then you have to connect them and make sure that they're functioning. You have to find the right apps for that. You have to figure out how to actually automate them. Because Who has right, time for this? Yes, <laughs> this no, is so these much. <laughs> aren't actually that smart right now. <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem. They're yeah. getting there, but they're not there. Yeah. Do you have smart home tech in your like apartment here? Um, not at the moment, but I've tested things out here and there. Mm -hmm. And the f my favorite thing that I've had was I had a couple light bulbs and they would automatically go on when the sun set. And it was that simple, but it's it was fantastic because I'm always like super, super lazy. And so I'll be like <laughs> lying on my couch and the sun will set. And then I'm just like, oh, I don't want to get up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I'll be sitting in the dark and then my girlfriend will come home and she'll be like, why are you just like creepily on the couch <laughs> in the dark? I'm like, well. And the answer is a little embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. The lamp was like two feet away. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But instead, then the lights would just come on and it was it was kind of wonderful. Yeah. And so is that does how does that work exactly? Is that just the light bulbs are there's a sensor to to kind of figure out what the light levels are in the room, or is that time to like the time that sunset is supposed to be that day or yeah. both? So in, in this case, it was the light bulbs were connected to like a little hub, I guess, and mm -hmm. the hub was connected to the internet. And so the hub knows what time sunset is every day. And as soon as that happened, it would just tell the light bulb, shut off. And I, I don't have to do anything else other than just tell it once, like every day at sundown. Turn them off. Yeah. Yeah. Turn I feel like off. that's like ideal, the one that just does it and you don't have to program it. Because if you're programming it that's almost like the same as like pushing <laughs> exactly, a button exactly. or, and it's right. like, it's probably going to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We want to make it as easy as possible for people who are as lazy as possible. Yes. Yeah. I, that's, which, I mean, that's, that's the goal. <laughs> exactly. But like right now it's still super confusing in so many cases. Yeah. I think part of the problem too, um, is that there are just so many things that mm -hmm. you could get. You've mentioned security systems and lighting, but there's also like, smart audio systems and smart TVs and um, all of these things that are popping up that are voice activated, which I find mm -hmm. a little uncanny. It's like talking to your house yeah, to give it commands. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I really wonder if it'll ever feel fully natural, but that like does seem to be the way things are going. And mm -hmm. like you use the Amazon Echo for a little bit and you're like, oh, I can mm -hmm. use this. It's kind of cool. So f for listeners who don't know, can you explain what the Amazon Echo oh, is? Oh, so Amazon has this product. It's basically just a speaker that you can put anywhere in your house and you can talk to it and it'll like answer your questions, but it'll, it's also connected with all of these other apps and products. And so you can be like, hey, um, call me an Uber right now. And you just like tell that to your speaker and then 
an Uber rolls up because, you know, why not? So uh, it serves as like a personal butler. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's basically like if you had Siri inside a speaker. Okay. Um, All right. I don't use Siri that often, so. Neither do I, <laughs> is the truth. Or you um, could be like, hey, call, uh, play Death Cab for Cutie, and then an Uber shows up. My uh, a friend of mine has one of those Alexas. Is that the same? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, he'll like be like, play this, and then it'll start like reading news stories. Wait, so what exactly is an Alexa? Alexa is the name of the assistant inside the speaker. Oh, so that's the same thing as the Echo? Yeah, yeah. So the Echo is the name of the speaker, and Alexa is the name of the assistant. So it's like Alexa and Siri are like third cousins, and they both have similar jobs. Yeah, totally. Okay, got it. (laughs) Why do all of these things have women's names? Um, You know, I... I can't tell you for certain, but I would <laughs> guess that it's because these were developed predominantly by male engineers in Silicon Valley. I'm shaking my head. This is super lame. Yeah. I That's mean, super lame. <laughs> it, it's really ridiculous. And I would like to think that eventually this will change and these will just be these generic robots. But mm-hmm. we keep seeing new like assistants and bots come out and they continue to have women's names. Yeah. And it's kind of insane that nobody has realized that this is a problem yeah i mean that says a lot about the state of the industry and just who controls product branding and marketing and um to say nothing of you know obviously like the technical development of all of these things um i went to ces for the first time the consumer electronics show in las vegas um a few years ago and i remember that being like something that i was like really blown away by like the fact that everything had a woman's name mm-hmm. um and i went for the third time this january this past january and it's all still the same like zero progress has been made on that front yep um, i mean it's not even a thing that people are even talking about i guess perhaps that is because that is not <laughs> there are so many issues currently mm-hmm. in silicon valley valley with gender inequality mm-hmm. that i mean I, I guess I you don't even like know where, where to start. Of... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that's the least of it because this is something that like is is sort of a major issue because now you're introducing the entire world to be like, hello, woman's name, like mm-hmm. do this thing for me, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yeah, um, it's incredibly problematic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's probably a thing that they should address in the near term because it's not that hard to change. We the hope they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it is one of many significant issues currently happening in mm-hmm. Silicon Valley with uh, gender inequality. Yeah, for sure. So are there specific things that excite you, like specific home tech products that are like um, things that you would, you know, bring into your apartment or yeah, you definitely. would evangelize I mean, to other people? Right now, it's all really small stuff. And it's the stuff that is making it easier to get started. So like I was saying before, there's so many different things where you have to first buy a hub and then mm-hmm. it has this weird radio signal and you have to hook it up and da, 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 and it's a lot of work. But now there are things that just work with your iPhone or just work with your Android phone. And that's really handy because you already have your phone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy anything else. You just set it up and it works. And so there's a lot of stuff that works with the iPhone. It, it also has this little uh, home logo on the front that says HomeKit compatible. Right. And um, there's, there's a couple that I, I might even uh, get this summer there's one i want to get that will it's just like a power outlet and it'll automatically turn stuff on and off and so that's going to be great for my air conditioner because yes. <laughs> my air conditioner does not have a well it, it has a timer but it does not function very well um <laughs> and so this way i can just you know have it automatically set to turn on like maybe half an hour before i get home from work so that my apartment is cool and um 
like I was saying with those lights, there are going to be lights that you can buy that just hook up to your iPhone. You can control that way and have them automatically set on a timer. Mm -hmm. And that's much, much easier. And so these are still really, really basic products, but the point is it's now easy to control them because you can just do it with your phone. You don't have to go through this whole hassle of setup process. Mm -hmm. And that's what's exciting to me right now because it makes it seem like the smart home is actually becoming a real thing. Yeah, for sure. In your like fantasy world, would you like what would you have? Would you would it just be like Tony Stark's? I don't know. Hair, that's the like, thing. Like everybody's like, "Oh my God!" You'll open the door and music will start playing. And I'm like, I don't right. want that. Like it's a little aggressive, right? Yeah, no. Like I definitely, I don't. There's no way it's going to know what kind of music I want to hear at that instant. I probably don't want to hear music the second I get home. Like it's. I think just these subtle things that will quietly make your life better for the moment, and mm -hmm. that is stuff like making sure your lights are on when they need to be on making sure that like your doors are locked when they're supposed to be locked. And especially if you have an, a whole house, being able to keep your heating costs down and mm -hmm. also keep it warm when you're actually home. That's really cool. And you know, it's a small thing, but I think it is over the long term gonna make your life a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. There are some kind of novel uses of smart home tech too. We wrote about um, a guy, a marketing exec in Seattle who mm. has a kind of tricked out Airstream trailer and he has all of these automated systems in his trailer, uh, which he parks kind of in upstate Washington um, outside of Seattle about an hour. And he is able to monitor like the security and the propane mm -hmm. tank level. And um, he took his trailer with him to Burning Man. <laughs> I was like, did you feel like you were cheating at all by taking like a smart trailer to Burning Man and not having the like real rugged experience? And he was like, nope. Wow. <laughs> Which really a right. changing crowd, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's that's roughing it. He's only in the smart trailer, not <laughs> he was didn't, like, like I did construct a home out there, I guess. <laughs> exactly. He was like I had to he was like, Well, I did have to like put special dust filtering screens on all the windows on my smart trailer. <laughs> oh my I was God. like, That sounds really that sounds tough. Yeah. No, geez. he was he was very I mean, it was great because he he acknowledged um kind of the the specialness of his situation. He was very game. It was great. Um I'm also just curious about some of the recent um, news about like some of the big companies that mm. are involved in the smart home world. Um, Nest, which obviously was yeah. purchased by Google. Um, I don't know exactly when, maybe a say, year ago? I want to say like two, maybe three years ago. Time really flies. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, can you describe kind of Nest and what their whole yeah, deal is? Yeah, so Nest, I mean, uh, at least to me, I think it's fair to credit Nest with sort of making the smart home cool right now because Nest is a company that came out with, maybe you've seen the Nest Learning Thermostat, which is that cool circle with like a screen in the middle. Mm -hmm. And you kind of just twist the dial either way to raise your temperature up or down. And it was kind of the first cool smart home product. You looked at it and you're like, whoa, mm -hmm. I never even imagined that a thermostat could be a cool thing. And right. I think that kind of has really shaped people's opinions. And so Nest has really been at the forefront of cool smart home tech, or at least We've thought that it would be leading this revolution, but there have been reports lately that things are kind of a mess internally. And mm. so it's not super clear how that's going to pan out because they haven't actually put out that many new products. They came out with a um, smoke detector, which had some problems, and then they bought a company that did security cameras, and that's that's all they've done. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then as you uh, may have seen recently, they've had a lot of backlash because they're shutting down this other smart home product that they purchased. And Yes, the Revolve Hub. Yeah. Can you describe what that so, hub is and what's going on? That is, you know, uh, again, the mess with the smart home. There are so many different smart home hubs, and they're all trying to tie things together. And Revolve was just one of 
many, many, many different hubs. And now Nest is saying, well, we don't want to support this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so people are just, this $300 hub is just going to be broken because it's not going to be able to do anything right. anymore. Yeah. Um, and there's a problem because people may have already set up their home around this hub. And some of those products that they bought might be able to work with some other smart home hubs. Some might not. But, you know, the point is they still need to go out and buy a new, <laughs> a brand new hub right, because, yeah. you know, this one just, this company just, you know, they're done for. Yeah. It's not happening. Um, and so that's the problem with buying into the smart home right now, especially with these weird little companies, because you may have thought that Revolve made a good product back in 2014, mm -hmm. but, you know, Revolve does not exist in 2016. Wow. Um, and that's, I mean, that's an incredibly quick kind of lifespan for a exactly. hub to, like, be, you know, into a market be purchased by a larger company and then really just kind of flame out. Totally. And I think it's really scary to choose a hub right now, especially if it's not from a major company. And there aren't really that many major companies doing these things. Mm -hmm. And they could easily just disappear because things are just not set in stone yet. Yeah. Do you think that's what, what it's going to take is kind of having companies with a lot of market share like Amazon and Microsoft and Apple like really jump into this game kind yeah. of hardcore. I mean I, I like I hate to say it, but I do think that it's going to ha take the efforts of these big companies to really kind of set the market down in a firm, stable place. Mm -hmm. And I think that's starting to happen to some extent. Like I was saying, like Apple is doing this stuff where you can just connect things directly to your iPhone. Like you mentioned, Amazon has you know, Alexa and the Echo, mm -hmm. and that's kind of bringing a lot of different products together. And so I think that is starting to make things a little bit more stable. Uh, it seems so. It seems to me uh, a non-expert, uh, kind of mm. weird to have like a third party even like controlling this stuff. Do you think that uh, like in the future these kinds of things will just be built into into homes in the first place? Is that yes, yeah, kind um, of the direction we're going? I I think that's also probably very likely. Samsung is starting to almost build some of the stuff into their TVs. And so you could just buy a TV and then without even knowing it, you are able to connect to all these different smart home products. And mm -hmm. that's that's fantastic. That's exactly how it should be. Because um, then you don't have to worry about, oh, what hub do I get? What system should I be a part of? It's just, you already have this thing in your house. Great, perfect. Yeah. You're not gonna replace your TV that often, you know, so you're set for the next 10 years. Um, and so, yeah, I do think it's gonna start to be that way. And I know that, um, you know, home stores like Lowe's and whatnot and Home Depot, they will try to sell you this stuff as well. And they'll sell this stuff to contractors and they'll be like, hey, you know, when your clients are looking to make their home a little bit more interesting, you should just hook this stuff up from the, in the first place so they don't have to worry about it. Right. And then it's already installed. It's, it's all good to go. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably going to start to make it a lot of easier for people too. I remember I used to... Uh tour a lot of uh, fancy new condo buildings mm -hmm. for work. And the one thing that all of them would have was the automatic uh, blinds. As if like, that's like the way I'm like, oh God, I can't stand it when I have to like. But that's like the sci-fi movie shot, right? Where yeah. it's like. Right, right. Yeah. And like, yeah, and the, that would be like the one to be like, look at this. <laughs> blinds would go down. And, and every condo they were like, look at this. Yeah. And you were like, I've seen. And I feel like there were a few more with a, uh, like a few more like automated things, but they would almost always be sort of like apologizing about them. Like, it's okay. You, you could just hook it up for your iPad one time. You don't have to. Because I feel like they're selling those to like old millionaires mm. who like don't want to deal with that probably. I think there's probably also a lot of stuff that like makes like an awesome first impression. Then you're like, right. uh, I don't know if I want a tablet built into my wall. Like, <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk brass tacks because Jeremiah yeah. actually had a really good question we talked about earlier um, about oh, electricity. Oh yeah, and all was, of this. So if uh, I mean, uh, 
is if there's like a blackout, are these things, like what happens? <laughs> um, I guess, yeah. Are yeah. people screwed? Like if you have a security system that's smart, are you just like so shit out of luck? I, <laughs> it depends on what you're talking about. Like I, a security system, you probably are gonna have a problem. It's things like if you buy a front door lock, <laughs> unless it, unless the right. company was very very dumb, there is still going to be a physical key slot so that you can open your door when you need to. Great news. Although that is a problem Analog if you stopped carrying your keys around. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that is definitely something to keep in mind. Like you might need to have backup power if you have huge portions of your home relying on this stuff, and you can't actually get in and out of your home if you set it up that way. Mm-hmm. But a, a lot of the companies that are, it's interesting. So a lot of the companies making smart home products are these new Silicon Valley upstarts. But you also have the kind of old school companies that have been doing this stuff for you know 100 years starting to get into smart home too. And those companies in particular are being very slow and deliberate and careful. And so I think if you get something from an older name right now, you're probably a lot more likely to, it might be a little bit less exciting, mm. but I think there's probably a better chance that in a bad situation, it's going to work okay. Right. Yeah. The benefit of that is like, oh, I know Honeywell. Like I know that yes. their thermostat, even if it's smart, like that there's some kind of support behind it because they've been in the business for exactly. a long time. And they have these other businesses to rely on. They're probably not going to just one day. Yeah. I had a quick question um, about kind of data security, because mm-hmm. obviously that's a huge issue with all of this um, and with people kind of forking over um, information about their daily habits to yeah. technology, yeah. like in, in putting things into systems. We actually recently had a guest on the show, Jeff Manaw, who wrote a book called A Burglar's Guide to the mm-hmm. City. <laughs> and this is kind of like this home tech space kind of opens up the door to a whole different type of architectural crime. I mean, you've got the smart home system, you've got all this technology that is meant to help, you know, automate things in your home. But I imagine that that data can be, you know, stolen um, if it's not mm-hmm. set in, into a secure system. So is there kind of movement on that front in the business as well? Yeah, I mean, that's really scary. And I, you know, I can't say for certain that these things are, are 100% safe. We've already seen small little data leaks here and there. It'll usually be like, you know, when your thermostat is checking what the weather's like, it accidentally revealed your zip code. And it's like, oh, no, like, I don't know. Is that really a big deal? I'm not sure. But that is just a sign that there are these gaps that these companies are missing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we'll ever be able to say that these things are 100% locked down and safe. You know, obviously, I think with a lot of the, you know, NSA and iPhone encryption stuff going on, people are becoming a lot more aware of the need Mm -hmm. for security. And I think these companies will hopefully be taking that situation very seriously, especially when it comes to your phone or your your home. Because your phone, I mean, that that stores a lot of data, but it's one thing. But your your home, that is like you are living in there, you're sleeping in there, all of your possessions are in there. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's, it's very serious. And especially a lot of this stuff is connecting to the internet. And once it's connected to the internet, it is, you know, very possible that mm-hmm. issues will arise. And so that's another good reason that, you know, maybe you don't want to be a completely early adopter, or maybe you don't want to hook up critical infrastructure from your home right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you hook up a light bulb, 
what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> right. I'm sure it's probably the not light goes so on bad. when the sun is up. Oh no! Right, right. You like, know, it's like oh no, low, lower state. Somebody hacked my <laughs> my lamp. Right, but if you have like a smart boiler or something like right, that's a bit of a different issue. Absolutely. Or yeah. if you have, um, there have been issues with I think like nanny cams for babies mm, where mm-hmm. like they didn't secure where the camera is broadcasting to and people can just watch through these cameras that's oh, absolutely God. insane that's like, horrifying yeah. how do you miss that that's ridiculous um so yeah i mean there are good reasons to be careful be very selective about what smartphone products you're choosing right now mm-hmm. i would like to think that you know several years down the road a lot of this stuff will be much better thought out but you know, I, I, it is hard to say. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking us into the depths of the scary, scary world of home tech. Of course. <laughs> like all new technology. Very, very cool and exciting. A little bit scary. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it is it is a very confusing place right now. Yeah. I hope I made it ever so slightly less confusing. I think, nice. I think you did. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to move on to our thunder round, which is like a lightning round, but a little slower. Um, <laughs> And uh, I've got some questions here. This is always a good part where I unfold a piece of paper in front of the microphone. If only there was a way to print things not on paper. (laughs) So these are like really the more hard-hitting questions. Uh, What's your favorite kind of soup? These can go to everybody too. (laughs) Oh my God, this is really hard. Yeah, right? I mean, you prepared for the smart homes, but. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I I love anything like kind of thicker and and chili-ish, filled with vegetables Like a chowder? A lot of. No, 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 not not a chowder. I'm gonna go just like <laughs> any like strong, intense vegetable-based soup. You're looking at me now. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I mean, I love like a good chicken noodle soup. Like that always is just like it hits the spot. I know that's hella boring, and I'm getting weird facial expressions from both of you. It's my normal face. There was also a soup at a place that I'm not going to name because they did have not paid me for this. Um, but it is macaroni and cheese and beef soup. I know that sounds really heavy and maybe a little gross, but I promise More it, was, than a it was delicious in January. <laughs> it was exactly what I needed in January when it was freezing out. Yeah, that sounds like a thick soup. <laughs> it was. It was. It was great. What about you? I guess yeah. In the interest of fairness, even it seems weird because I came up with these questions, but uh, I like a Manhattan clam chowder. Mm. It might just be because I just said ch- <laughs> uh, chowder, but that's. I feel like that's an underrated soup. I. I, I don't know. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, all right. How many different uh, like tie knots can you tie? You just got the one or? Oh, I've, I've got one. I, yeah. I think it's a very good knot, though. Do you do, is it like once over and through or is it a real knot? Um, I don't know what you mean by a real knot. It, I, would, I would classify it as a real knot. I don't even know the name of this knot. It's the only knot I've ever known. I think it looks beautiful. <laughs> I, I hope that's okay with you. I go, no, I go. I go once over and through. I don't even have a real knot. Is that it's why always doesn't a that little, count as a knot? Because it's a little lopsided. It's like oh. you're supposed to do like you know oh, once and then twice and then like there's a whole thing. I don't know. Um. So, question for you: umbrella or rain jacket? Oh, umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Um. I've, I've never even considered buying a rain jacket. I don't know. Umbrella is just. Something very pleasant about having a a substantial umbrella with you. Yeah, a device. Yeah. We've been having this debate a little bit in the curbed uh, area. And the the anti-umbrella crowd says that it's, you know, 
a kind of a rude thing to be bumping into people, but I'm also on the umbrella yeah. side. Mm. Let the record reflect that that's a crowd of one. There's okay. one very <laughs> vehement anti-umbrella person in our office. Um, we talked a bit about this um, earlier before we started recording, but um, I love talking about like weird home tech. Like mm. there's a new um, beverage system called Juicero. Juicero is my about. favorite thing. Yeah, what is that? It is a $700 cold press home juicer. And, <laughs> Why? But And, and <laughs> here's the critical thing. You can't put your own fruits and vegetables into it. You have to subscribe <laughs> to Juicero and they will send you pre-cut fruits no. and vegetables in these little packets that you put in the thing. You can oh only God. use them. And if, if you wait too long, uh, if you like wait like a week to make them, the juicer will be like, nope, this is too old. Not gonna, it like oh won't God. even won't press them because they might be bad. That is crazy. Yeah, it's really insane. Um, it, do they come in like little packets like the coffee maker? So yeah, basically, no, oh, basically, man. yeah. Apparently it was endorsed by Gwyneth Paltrow. So you know that it's good for you. I yeah, don't know. I, <laughs> you yeah. know a lot of, I think you know a lot of things about it. That it's inex- by that inexplicably infuriating. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and actually I'm a Gwyneth fan, which I know is a divisive stance to take, but here I am. <laughs> I actually asked Juicero's CEO about how well he knows Gwyneth. He said that he, he got to go and demo Juicero in front of her and the rest of the Goop team. He's, in it, he's in it solely for the Gwyneth Connect. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what she would love? <laughs> Juicero. He said that they are not besties, though. So, All right, well, it's only yeah. a matter of time, I'm sure. Hopefully. For him. Yeah. And then one more question. Um, what's the maximum amount of time you think you could survive in the wilderness with no supplies? I mean, like, uh, I would say like five to 10 minutes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think you're being way too, uh, like, hard on yourself. Yeah, you can just, you can just sit there minutes? for at least half an hour. I, well, OK, is this survive until I die or do I get to go return to the real world at some point? Yeah, let's go full death. Like survive yeah. until you die. Mm. Like middle of the jungle. There's no way you could get to the edges. <laughs> middle of. I mean, I would give myself. How long did it take a person to starve? I. I mean, like. A, <laughs> I think you'd die of thirst first. Oh, yeah, okay. so like a few days. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, prob- probably a few days. I'm sure I would. I would be like, oh, this water seems clean, and then. Right. Oh yeah, that's a good way to do so it. So like, yeah. you're one of the earlier kills on the Hunger Games. I would try to do something clever and then just <laughs> i'm going that's down. fair yeah i have no faith in myself all right well, well i appreciate your honesty <laughs> yeah you exactly. should not get lost in a jungle with me <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah we were planning to just head out so wow all we right. might have well, to change our yeah, plan <laughs> the, the jungle next to new york city yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> all right well thank you so much for coming by this is awesome thank you and we hope me. that people know a little bit more about smart homes it's not just the 1999 disney channel original movie Smart home. But check it out. Why didn't we discuss this? <laughs> we it's, can. I'm still not entirely sure what it is. It, so I'm pretty sure it was a Disney Channel original movie. It may have just been like a kid's movie that came out in the 90s. I'm hearing our producer saying it was, so it was. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was about a family that moved into like a home that had automated systems, Jetson style. And I don't remember that much about it because I haven't seen it since I was 10 when it came out. But I remember it being kind of like at the forefront of like that discussion of tech and like what a home could be. Yeah. It'll go down in history as one of the most prescient movies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like they didn't appreciate it when it came out in 99, but now all the, all the homes are like this. (laughs) Yeah. What happens in the movie with a smart home tech? Does it turn evil or is it just like in the background? (laughs) 
Um, apparently it does. Oh. Uh, it does. Yeah. It does turn evil. That's it how we imagine. Yeah, it like becomes a personified being and like starts. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah. vengeance be, yeah. on the family when they develop consciousness. That's yeah. I have problem. to watch this now. Maybe this weekend. Maybe that's my homework for this. All of us, we All can right. just share <laughs> in the in the joy of smart home. We can wake up at or smart one house, p.m. and watch smart house. Yeah, exactly. So there you have it. The smart home will eventually take over your life and trap you. Yeah. Mic drop. Have a great night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, if you liked what you listened to, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, and rate us five stars. Thanks.